0: What you're saying is relief to you, right? You're venting or it's showboating, right? And there's no value in it to the audience, okay? So the first thing that content is, is giving information of value, information, resources of value to the audience.
1: You're listening to the Killer Content Podcast, a show designed to answer one fundamental question. How can small business owners create content that converts prospective customers into coins right now? This podcast is strictly about getting results with content strategies and tactics that produce results. My name is Milton Lawrence Jr., international lifestyle photographer, cinematographer, and your host of the Killer Content Podcast. I'll be sitting down with business owners and subject matter experts to explore how they're using content in their respective businesses to attract new customers build their influence, and convert customers into cash flow. If you're ready to stop guessing and finally get results using content, then this is the podcast for you. Jay Stone is an award-winning master brand strategist and social media superhero with over 60,000 online followers. Her client list includes corporations such as Coca-Cola, Delta Airlines, NASCAR, Turner Broadcasting, as well as a number of high-profile entrepreneurs, affectionately referred to as the Brand Mother. Jay is a saucy speaker, courageous, um, I swear I said it right, courageous, content creator and four-time best-selling author. Her thought-provoking content has been featured with Forbes, BET, Huffington Post, ESPN, Black Enterprise, and Essence Magazine as a highly respected our business expert, and one of the most respected voices online, Jay's insights and expertise has led to her being recognized by the who's who in Black Atlanta, young and powerful for Obama, and earnings the coveted Best Marketing Firm in Atlanta title from Atlanta Tribune magazine. Among her proudest moments, Jay is, is most humbled to have been a featured contributor in the National Urban League's State of Black America report. This sought-after strategy serves serves our clients through her her results driven coaching live events and online training programs jay's purpose is in life is to create game changers one badass at a time listen i need you guys to get your pen and your paper out i need you to get ready for the for the next 45 to 50 minutes to have your lives and business change although this is a this is a business podcast I, i will have to tell you at the end of the day um She's a woman who, she's somewhat of even so much of a life coach as well from, from, the, from the advice that she gives. So I need everybody to get ready and get ready for one of the most powerful podcasts that you're going to experience in 2020. Let's bring her to the stage, Ms. Jay Stone. Hey, Listen, Jay.
0: I don't even know. I'm like, oh, who is he talking about? I, I'm ready to hear who is this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
1: to the show, Jay
0: oh thank you for having me hey Hi, Hi, Hi. hey everybody out there in podcast land
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna jump right into this thing um right, you know I, um i know you, you 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 know you're a straight shooter you don't play and it's one of the reasons why um obviously i follow your brand i follow i follow your wisdom um you know and and and, and you know it wasn't even just too long ago you know when when COVID hit when the whole quarantine thing hit you know, you dropped into my inbox it was like Milton, you know, as an influencer, you have a responsibility um, and, it, and that, that, that thing hit and it hit hard. And so um, speaking of that and using it as a kind of a, a springboard to, to bounce off of um, right now, content, how, how, how do you define content, you know, as a brand strategist in today's market?
0: Right. And so uh, there's there's a lot of layers to what content is. Okay. And so let's not get into the platforms just yet. Okay. Right. We, I don't even want to get into uh, the mediums just yet. Okay. What I want people to focus on is hold on. What I want people to focus on um, is the quality. Okay. What are you going to talk about? What is it in you that needs to be out there? for the world to consume and get results from. So there's a lot of people out there that are just putting content out and the content is like, I just need to say something. Right. But what you're saying is really to you, right? You're venting or it's showboating, right? And there's no value in it to the audience, okay? So the first thing that content is, is giving information of value, information resources of value to the audience. So the first thing is, what the fuck are they getting? Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't even ask you. You know, I got a potty mouth.
1: Give it to so. them raw. <laughs> Give it to them raw.
0: <laughs> I want to respect your platform. Right. But I can't right. make no promises.
1: Right. Right. Give it to them raw, Jay.
0: Right. And so what? what is it? What's in it for other people? So that's the first thing you need to determine is how are you going to change lives?
1: So I would I would say one of the things that, um you know, I, you and I did a coaching session. And one of the things that I one of the biggest takeaways, and this is what, three or four years ago, and you said to me, you know, Milton, you have a unique gift to take things that are extremely complicated and making them, you know, you know, kind of like edible for people. People can can, can consume it and, and digest it and that type of thing. Um, and so how important you said that that was a gift. So piggybacking off the whole gift thing, how important is it for you to for, for people to to insert their gift uh, into their content? Uh, in, 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 in the, in the, I guess the process of being, being authentic.
0: Right. And, and so depend, it depends, it really depends on the brand. Okay. So authenticity, let's separate the two. Let's separate gift and authenticity. First. Okay. All right. So authenticity is absolutely the most valuable component of a content creator. OK, the unique thing about you, the honesty about you, the humanity, bring your humanity. The first thing that people want to show oftentimes, particularly if they're business coaches and stuff, is they want to show their expertise. Show your humanity first. Hmm. Right? Show your humanity first, because they're not interested in what you have to say if they can't make an emotional connection to you as a human, if they don't feel that you care about them and their well-being out of the gate. OK, mm-hmm. so that's how you build the connection and the loyalty. Okay, um, so authentic, authenticity is p- imperative, all right? So now let's switch and let's talk about the gift. Yes. Okay, um, so here's my philosophy, okay? Skill plus gift equals greatness. Okay. Okay, so skill is what training you have, what you've learned, what you've been taught, what you've been educated on, okay? The gift is what comes to you naturally and organically. So a lot of us are really, really good at our skills because there's something organic that allows us to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the measure of greatness. So you've probably taken classes. You've probably taken um, courses um, on, on, on photography. You've probably mentored and everything. All of that is skill. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the gift is to find beauty in almost everything. Okay. That's what made you a great photographer. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yes. I so did. you
0: find the beauty in a book on the table. Let's arrange this so that the light hits it just right. Right. right? Let's look at the woman regardless of her, these brides, right? Because we met when you were really deep in the luxury uh, wedding industry. All <laughs> right. So let's take these brides. You know, as much as we want to say everybody's beautiful, they're all different. Okay. And so irrespective of her complexion or size or imperfections, your job is to make her the most beautiful person in the world that day Day, absolutely through photography but the challenge is is that the camera is a tool facts right it's the artistry that's created from the photographer right? okay and so in that i've had a lot of i don't actually generally hire male photographers because they can only shoot women that they find attractive really
1: do we need to work together
0: (laughs) okay Come on now. okay only, and so what i find is i'm trying to shoot business pictures and this is a little off topic but y'all going to appreciate that right? right i'm trying to shoot business pictures they got the girl her she looking over the shoulder the booty shot you know what i'm saying hand on the hip looking sex right. i'm selling your expertise not your ass right. you see what i'm saying facts and so i can't and so when they find a woman that may not be a shapely or may have a little double chin going on they don't have any clue of what angle to shoot that from you see what I'm saying? I do. So a lot of the people that I hire are wedding photographers because their job is to make everybody beautiful. Sure. Okay. Um, and so that that's really uh that that skill plus the gift. It's the gift that makes you great. And so a lot of people, because so let me say this, because things come to you naturally, sure. you think that you can't charge for
1: it. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay.
0: And so you can charge for these gifts. Hmm. And a lot of times, because it comes naturally to it, we don't even know how to extract the strategy. We don't even know how to extract the steps because it's just something that we that came to us naturally. We didn't have to work at it. So a lot of times we're trained that if you have a skill and you learn these things, you can transfer these things. Okay. Okay, but the money is in transferring the gift, the stuff that came to you organically. Mm. Right? So people not coming to you to, for you to teach them how to use the settings on the camera. They can find that on YouTube. Right they're coming to you to learn exactly, you know, how do I position this, this, I never thought of it that way. I didn't know it was just light. I didn't know that's stuff that nobody taught you It's stuff that you understood, you figured out, and you looked at this object and you saw the beauty in it. So for those of you who are struggling with the gift, right, to charge for it, absolutely charge for it, but more importantly, extract the stages and steps of your gift. So that you can share that. That right there is where your money shot is.
1: Let me ask you this question. So it would it would seem to me for based off of what you just said, and that that's like a a, a, a talk in and of itself. What piece of that if for the creatives that are out there for the entrepreneurs that are out there, the people that are writing at this point that are listening to this podcast, obviously entrepreneurs at all different stages. And so using the, 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 uh, the kind of that, the framework or, or, or extracting the framework of that and teaching that, how would you say, how would you use that as a means of, of figuring out what to put out on social media or for whatever platform it may be as far as how do you translate that into content or right. content creation?
0: And I think the, at first, the first thing you have to know is that it's a crapshoot initially. Okay. It's a crapshoot initially.
1: So you have to give yourself grace in so many words. In, in- you have
0: to give yourself grace. Okay. But here, here's the first thing. Step number one. Okay. Step number one, guys, grab your pants. Step number one, you have to be very clear about the transformation you want to create for people. And let's break down what I mean, because that's a lot of fluffy language. Right. Okay. What transformation means. It's exactly what specific results do you want people to get? From working with you okay okay what specific results for you do you want to get so in your case I think that prior to this podcast starting there was a commercial that you did about uh, great photography from your your cell phone your smartphone yes okay and so uh, the results that you want is for people who can't get to a photographer right now can't afford a photographer right now um, or don't have the time to wait for a photographer you have the power in a smartphone that's the results that you want people to have is yes. to be able to be empowered with their smartphone okay and not be living you know all these limitations and excuses absolutely so that's the specific result that you result that you want to affect for people that right there has to be crystal clear you cannot be vague and say i just want to help people okay help them do, help them do what? right okay And then a lot of times people get caught up in the process. What do you do? Well, they walk away with a plan. The plan is not the result. The plan is the process.
1: Mm. Can you expound on that a little bit?
0: Yeah. And so uh, a lot of times people say, I'm going to give you the class. I'm going to give you the plan. I'm going to give you the course. I'm going to give you the product. Those things are tools. Okay. They're not the results. Mm. So a lot of times we sell, we try to sell people the tools or the process you have to sell them the the transformation the results what happened on the back end so for milton uh and i'm going to give you a, a breakdown of an example in your case you would actually post photos that your clients have taken with a smartphone for sure right and if they've gotten published someplace you know blog posts or their post has gone viral or something like that you want to share those kind of wins because that's what people ultimately want you know this is the artwork from their youtube channel here's some artwork from their um blog right Here's a photo that got published in a newspaper right. and they took it for a smartphone. Here's a video. So those are the specific results. If you start saying, I'm going to show you what camera to use and I'm going to show you that that's information. That's great. But when you start showing them what the end game was, what the results were, that's when you start um, making content. So the content for you, for you has to always be about the transformation. Okay. so well, that's the first piece.
1: Okay. So, you know, Naomi Campbell, um, Grace Essence Magazine's uh, front cover, and she used um, her smartphone, she used the iPhone uh, to be able to take the picture. And I think they used some type of external light to be able to light her up. Um, but what I, what I took away from what you're saying um, is that kind of show results in advance to be able to show um, what's possible. It's one thing for me to photograph my own self, but it's a whole nother thing when someone else is able to able to get those results. Is that kind of what you were saying?
0: Yeah, because you are a photographer. You're going to have the eye. You're going to have everything. People are going to say, I can't do it. But yeah, you're going to have to show that people can do it. And so when you start creating content, listen to this very carefully. The content has to be the breadcrumbs to the results. Hello. Okay. Like Hansel and Gretel, you got to leave the breadcrumbs. What These need to be the breadcrumbs to the results. Now, do you guys want to know how to create the breadcrumbs?
1: Absolutely. Okay. (laughs)
0: So first of all, begin with the brand, the end in mind, Stephen Covey. Okay. Seven seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you've never read that. Amazing
1: book. Amazing, amazing piece.
0: Life change. Okay. And so begin with the end in mind. So start with the results. So if the results are, I want people to take better photos to help build their brand. Mm -hmm. That's the end game. Right. What are the stages or steps to get there? In most cases, people have three or four or five steps to get to that end result. The result, right. Okay. And those steps are your formula. Okay. They're your success formula. I call it the guru formula. Okay. Okay. Once you actually have outlined your guru formula, that's what you create content on. Hmm. Okay. So, for example, Milton, your first step may be um, have a good camera. Okay. The second step may be have good lighting, yep. right? Your third step may be um, have a clear vision for what you want to happen, okay? So we're just going to say those are three steps. Right. Your content should be created around those three steps, okay? You can do a whole month of nothing but lighting. You can do a whole month of nothing but camera. You can do a whole month on v- visualizing your results. Mm-hmm. And when that's over start over again and give give the same content with different examples all of those are the breadcrumbs that lead people back be like okay so you want to learn how to do all of that come to this course
1: you've you've uniquely been able to use your story uh to be able to attract national media attention you've graced many stages and the thing the very thing that you're teaching us right now from a content creation perspective it started with credibility. It started with you uh, being in a place where you were able to just to share your story. How were you able to position yourself? Well, um, what was the transformation that you made in, within yourself to start telling your story from a content perspective that started to attract some of those big brands towards you?
0: Right, and so let's let's be, uh, let me revert, let me uh, backpedal just a little bit. Okay. Um, so for about four years, I took a hiatus from branding. I was not the brand mother. I was, my brand was emotion, called Emotional Nudity, okay. and I was the Emotional Nudist, okay? I was Emotional Nudist at work, I, Emotional Nudity, which really was about just showing up as your true self and being authentic, okay? And that was the brand. I wanted to teach people that, and because i was encouraging people to be authentic i had to be authentic i had to tell the story i had to be myself i had to be real and the only way to do that is to really start to share the story okay so it was an accident okay i I call myself the accidental inspiration okay at this time this was 2010 and 12 okay people weren't out there in these streets telling their story They they were still doing the corporate mask okay Okay. And so the media came because all of a sudden, digital media, social media took off, digital media took off. Because mm-hmm. remember now, I just got on Facebook in like 2008. So by 2010 and 11, you know, people still wearing a mask on social media. For sure. All right. And so uh, because I was one of those people that wasn't wearing a mask, uh, the online con- online media outlets gravitated to me because they needed clicks. Okay. Because all of a sudden- All of a sudden, social media is getting more shares. All of a sudden, social media is getting more visits and more traffic. And so they're competing for the clicks. Right. Okay. What they figured out early on is that human interest stories get clicks.
1: Hmm. For those who don't know what what a human's interest story is, can you explain what that is from a media media speak?
0: It really is stories about uh, the human experience. So... Uh, what's happening? Uh, a lot of times, it's very much a triumph and tragedy. Okay. Those are the stories that make the news. We get a lot of triumph. I mean, we get a lot of tragedy. We've just seen a lot of that with the whole George Floyd and and We saw a lot of the tragedy that makes headlines, that gets stories. But we also get a lot of the triumph, right? Mm-hmm. So the people that the old, the 90-year-old lady that survived COVID. Okay, and against all the odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids that are graduating and they're having the drive through graduation and you're in tears because they're still able to get celebration out of this tragedy. Okay, so the triumph. So tragedies and triumph mm-hmm. and realness. Those are the things that sell and that's what the media has picked up on.
1: So when it, when you say realness... You know, realness obviously is subjective, right? Depending on who you're talking to. If I'm talking to Jay, she going my real and your real, I think is kind of similar. Um, mm-hmm. But some folks are, are re- redefining what real is. Um, can you can you give me an example of what you mean when you say just get real, like or we'll, we'll get naked, if you will? That's kind of how what I hear when I hear.
0: It. Yeah. So and that's why the brand was called Emotional Nudity. So when we say getting real, it means removing the mask, right? It means showing your vulnerability right showing your imperfections okay showing the chinks in the armor okay and so here's here's why there's been a big shift all right there's been a big shift because um in the 90s and early 2000s people still have bought into uh the american dream okay We bought into the dream. The dream is if I work hard and if I keep my head down and I will work for a company, the company will take care of me. Um, I'll have, you know, a house with a picket fence and two and a half kids. You know what I mean? They bought into the dream. Well, the economy disappointed us, right? We started looking at what happened in 2008 and all of these people out of, and we could no longer depend on big businesses. We could no longer. And so what we realized is that all the pretty pictures, okay, and all the, the cute words, what we found is that we didn't have honesty. We didn't have honesty mm. from the banking industry. We didn't have honesty from the people that we were buying from. We were getting, uh, you know, charlatans and we were losing money and we couldn't afford to lose money. You know, I'm paying my rent money because you told me I could make $100,000 in your program. Right. But you all the branding. You look professional. You did not look bootleg. And I spent this money and I got shit. Okay. okay? So consumers became very wise around 2010. Okay with the rise of Facebook and all of that, they became very wise about what they can purchase. Uh, what and, the, and they started saying, I don't want to see the pretty pictures. I want to see the real person behind it. Absolutely. That opened the door for people who were willing to bear themselves. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so for those of you who still have the mindset that, you know, I want to look professional, I don't want to be judged, here's what I tell people. It's a lot of people out there that are highly skilled. Mm. Okay, and they don't want to do video. They don't want to create content. They don't want to do podcasts. They don't want to do this. And here's the difference: it's a lot of ain't shit mofos out there <laughs> that's making buckets of money, money for sure. And the difference between you and them is not that they're smarter because they don't know half the shit you know. Right. right? It's not that they're smarter. It's not that they're wiser. It's not that they're more savvy. Let me tell you what the difference is. The difference is they had dream and audacity.
1: I said, wow, did. I'm glad you said that. So as a content creator, as someone who's been in the industry for close to 11, well, almost 12 years now, I was the guy that was producing all of that pretty content. And so it was right around, I, I would say probably around the 2011, 12 timeframe, I started realizing that pretty wasn't profitable. They would put out a bunch of pretty pictures and it became this huge rebellion, um, specifically in the beauty niche. Um, we were doing a lot of beauty work for for editorial ma- for magazines and things like that, and the reality of it is, people, you know, the women that were the, the, the buyers were saying, you know, she doesn't look like me, um, she don't, her hair doesn't look like mine's, and we don't, we don't, we want no parts of that. And I want to tie this back into content creation um, because now, as you said, to complement what you said, um, there's this huge imposter syndrome of, you know, or that's probably not the best word i want to look for it's not imposter syndrome i want to talk about that too there is this i have to be perfect right it's i i have to i have to wear the corporate veil right Uh because specifically in the black community you know you know the black and brown community we've always had to do what we needed to do but now we're in a position where we're now entrepreneurs and now we have to go out and create this content and the mindset is i need to look like whatever the biggest brand is in my niche i need my pictures to look like that when the reality of it is from all of the testing Customers don't want that. They 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 want they want the real. Show me a real woman who has curves, who has hair. Maybe she has some some, some spots on her face and things like that. What are your thoughts about brands now um, that are looking to put to position and package themselves out there? Whether you're an expert, whether it's a service based business or a product based business, um, again, not just being authentic, but just you know, what I mean, connecting on as you said, what's real.
0: Right. And so I try, try to tell people that one of the things that really catapulted me was Periscope. So Periscope was really the first uh, massive live stream platform, right. right? You know, we had Meerkat, kind of had a little going, but Periscope came in and just totally dominated right. everything, right? And Periscope uh, catapulted a lot of people into the stratosphere, okay? Um, not me, because I was already out here in these streets. Street. However, <laughs> <laughs> what Periscope did was Periscope's competition was YouTube. With YouTube, it had to be pretty. It had to be finished. It had to be edited, right? Right. Periscope is like, this is right here, right now. I don't have time for all of it.
1: Right. Right? Press the button.
0: So for me, what made me relatable was the fact that I would do live streams. If you go look on my YouTube channel right now, you'll see those Periscope live streams. I'm in the bed. I'm in the car you know, my hair ain't done. I ain't got no makeup. I got on baseball caps. I got on all that. And that right there is the thing that differentiated me from everybody else. And so all of that, all of that, let's make it cute. Let's make it pretty. It didn't work for me. And let me just tell y'all this, okay? I built a seven-figure brand at my heaviest weight. I was
1: 485
0: pounds. Wow. Okay? I built a seven-figure brand at 485 pounds. So... I don't look like they say success looks. I don't move. I drop F-bombs on stage, okay? There's (laughs) nothing about me. I just shaved my hair a few months ago on live stream. Facts. (laughs) There's nothing about me that is traditional at all, okay? So whatever image you have in your mind that I need to look like this or behave like this or move like this is not true. Now, let's be clear. That don't mean you could be out here in these streets for a road because there still are some rules. Okay. You can't be wild, wild west. But you can certainly show up as yourself without apologies.
1: For sure. So one of the things that, um, you know, I see obviously as a content creator. So I work with a lot of physicians, CPAs, things like that, that are looking to. Uh, reposition themselves outside of their typical nine to five or their private practices or whatever the case may be. And I find Mm -hmm. for them, it's the hardest for them uh, to be authentic, um, to be, to, 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 I think corporate America is with
0: that programming, but go ahead.
1: So with with all that being said, the black lives matter movement, all these things that are happening right now. um, And there's, there's this major shift. What are your thoughts Uh about uh, creating content or, you know, Establishing even more credibility now with this new shift, um, with you know, of the shift of consciousness, if you will, and, and with regards to creating content.
0: Um, I think that uh, one one aspect of creating content is to weave in social uh, awareness, okay. and not 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 necessarily like what's going on, um, pop culture. Let me okay. say that pop culture. Okay. So whatever's hot right now is the thing that you need to uh, piggyback off. Of, sure. right? Okay. So it might be, um, if you don't want to touch things that are controversial, like Black Lives Matter, say things like, because you still got to kind of address it, like five reasons why uh, the mayor of DC rebranded, the street name right. and on it. what did we learn from that lesson, right? right? So you're not being controversial. You're talking about, Hey, that was great marketing. Hey, they got great publicity. Hey, they got, you know, what are the lessons that can be gleaned from what's happening right now? It keeps you relevant. It, it helps your SEO. It keeps you in people's news feed. and guess what? It makes you a thought leader because it shifts perspective because people are like, I never thought about it that way.
1: Right. So, yeah. What are some of the things that, that, that entrepreneurs are doing right now? Maybe a pet peeve of yours that, uh, you know, just kind of just itches your skin. You know what I mean? It's things that, that you may see other entrepreneurs doing right now that that, that that can absolutely kill their credibility.
0: Um. So for me, it's being too fufru. Okay. And being fluffy. too fufu. foo, yeah. Okay. Too, 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 too fluffy. Too
1: fluffy, right. right. Too fluffy in
0: your language. And so here's the thing. Um i think that people think that by playing it safe okay and playing all the right things and the nice things mm-hmm. um and never being controversial and never brushing up against people and never being clear about who you are and what you stand for i think that they feel like that's safe and it, it's actually slow a slow death to mm. the bright, because people don't know who you are they don't know what you stand for they don't know uh so they don't you're not memorable Hmm. Okay, so the pet peeve that I have is stop being, stop giving people all this fluff. You can do whatever you want to do. No, the fuck you can't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if I want to fly off, off the top of these goddamn stairs over here, I'm gonna bust my ass. I cannot do, do whatever you want. I can't do <laughs> the. I'm five foot two, bitch. I can never fucking jump. Okay, stop, stop giving the fool Stop telling the lies. Stop giving the fluff. Stop making. Because while people need something to believe in, it also needs to be realistically attainable. And you also need to give them steps to those results. For sure. Okay? So can you do it? Like I tell people a lot of times, if I can do this, you could do it. If I can build a 7 figure brand at, at, at 485 pounds, you can fucking do it. But more importantly, here are the steps to do it. Right. Okay? So give people those tangible steps. That's the, the pet peeve I have right now. And here's the thing. I, I got a pet peeve with consumers. Stop going okay. the bullshit. Okay. Right? Wow, I think that they can help me. They're telling me that if you're if you're, you know, we we got that preacher syndrome, right? right. People yeah. in the pit and say, you know, if you just believe, if you put your money in the right place, if you're serious about your business, you could do this. They showed you now fucking results. You Pets. ain't talking to damn person that actually worked with them and say, I got results from this. So don't buy the program by the results, and talk to people who got fucking results.
1: So how, how would you, I, I'm, I'm glad you kind of hit, hit on that. Like for those that you you may be considering a coach, you may be considering, you know, those that are the, the listeners that are, that are listening to this right now. Um, what would be some of the questions? Because sometimes you're so enamored by, uh, you know, this person's, you know, uh, you know, charisma, right? What questions or how do you go about checking that person's results? Right. Um, in doing it in a respectful way where, or do you just say F it, right? You know, who have you worked with before? Who, who are the people? How, how do you, how do you suggest that people check people's results or check their fruit? Um, if you it's, will,
0: it's, it's really pretty easily, right? It's it's
1: really pretty easy.
0: Um, the, the good coaches have a reputation. And so in most cases, they'll have testimonials on, your, on their site. Okay. Uh, they'll have a Facebook group. They'll have Twitter handles. They'll have stuff like that. They'll have screenshots. Go to those people and tell me what are the pros and cons. Don't say, what was it like to work with Janice, right? Or what was it like to uh, work with, with Coach Jackie? Or did you like them? Because people don't actually like to say anything negative about other people, whether sure. they had a good experience or bad. So be real specific. What was the best thing about working with them? And what was the worst thing? What was the pros and cons? Ask for both. OK, because what will happen is people, if you just say, how was your experience? They're not going to tell you the negative because they don't want to be negative. They don't right. want to be. A, they won't
1: put their energy out in the streets. The huh? pros
0: and cons, they'll tell you and ask more than one person. Okay. You can ask anybody under the sun about me.
1: <laughs> Repetition speaks for itself, right?
0: And if if they told you they came to me for brand clarity, you're not gonna really find somebody that did not walk away clear.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm 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 a testament to that. Um, it took me a little while to get it get it together, but you know we got there. So let me ask this question. So let's talk about the getting to the cash flow, right? You've created this content. Mm-hmm. You've started down this this authentic path of putting yourself out there. Um now it's it's you know you, you you you've worked your framework based on what you what you said. What are your you know is there a framework or something that you would use to be able to start to monetize um this content?
0: Yeah. So re- really credibility is the first step, okay? And so creating um content builds credibility. Why? Because it positions you as an expert. Okay. Okay? So this is why you create content. It's about positioning you as the expert. Okay? So let's talk about what credibility is. Credibility is uh, results. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, it's reputation. Okay. It's media coverage.
1: Okay. So borrowing somebody else's exp- um, authority in, in the media coverage is what you
0: mean? Yes. Okay. Media coverage. Okay? Um, and so... Those things are big components of credibility, but you don't have to have the media coverage. You can simply produce the results and the reputation. Okay. Okay. So those things, having credibility is the thing that will catapult you. Okay. okay. Those are the things that will catapult you. Um. So let's talk about how we get the credibility. Okay. So we get the credibility from uh, I call these uh, the 3G formula. Okay. okay. So I'll write these down. Okay. So number one is you get noticed, right? The media coverage, blah, blah, blah. We talked about that. But in the media coverage, here's why it's so valuable. Because if a, a media outlets are, are known to vet their uh, 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 subjects. Sure. Okay. And so they're going to say if ESPN had Jay Stone on um, I trust ESPN so the trust and the credibility transfers it's to Steve, you right okay so that's what it is being in the media allows you to charge more money. okay, okay. all right so that's one what one number that's G number one is getting out this G number two is grant access now this is important okay grant access okay so when I say grant access that means the content the training the expertise that you have you have to give people access to that and you have to give it to them for free
1: mm, okay
0: okay and here's why it's like they're tire kickers they need to test it they need to know that you know what you say you know and so a lot of people are on that mindset like you know i'm not going to get them this information if they paid me paid me well here remind you i just told you that the audience is more intelligent now right so they want to make sure, they want to do their due diligence of what, for what they're buying into. So you have to grant some access, okay, to your methodology, your mindset, your training. Mm-hmm. You have to do some of that for free and through your content, okay? You have to do some of that for free um, just so that the tire kickers can get more confident in spending the coins.
1: For sure. Okay? Okay.
0: Okay. All right. And then lastly, number three is you want to grow your fans or grow your, grow your audience, grow your fan base. Okay. You do that through also through content and then creating, you know, communities like you did with Content Killer. um, And uh, grow your following like social media followers. Mm -hmm. You have to have those people to sell to. right? Right. So if you're not creating content, they're not, people are not gathering in a place just to see what you have to say and just to learn from you. Okay. And then when it's time for you to sell something, who are you going to sell to if you don't grow an audience? So that's how you start to monetize those things. So the credibility comes from, again, the three G's. It's, um, excuse me, getting noticed
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and granting access. access, Okay. And then growing your audience. Audience. You have people to sell to. Okay. So those are the three things that you need to do. Okay. So once that's done,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: now you're ready to put an offer in front of people. Okay. For them to buy from you, so guess what you've done? You've proved that you're credible. Mm -hmm. You've given them that guru formula, which are the breadcrumbs to the to the to the um, to the solution. Sure. Now sell the solution.
1: Is there a timeline on that, Jay?
0: There is.
1: Okay. There is.
0: There is. Um, The timelines are accelerated, but it's definitely. it used to be a twenty to one thing okay. wherein you give it's give, give, ask is what people call it. Sure. You give twenty things before you ask for one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the bigger the give, the bigger the ask. Okay. okay. All right. So for example, you might give people, you know, a free template in exchange for their email address.
1: Right.
0: Small give, small ask. Right. Okay. But if you want to ask people to spend ten thousand dollars, you gotta have a give a big you have to have a lot of give. Or big gives right. for that. To okay. So just make sure that your gives so far surpass the ask that it seems like a small thing for people to pay that.
1: For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Are there any tools? Like I know you, you, know, you like your gadgets, right? Are there any tools that you absolutely love when it comes to content creation? It could be software apps. It could be, you know, whatever. Are there, are there any, uh, like again, any, any tools that you, that you absolutely love when it comes to content creation?
0: There are. So for me, it's always about how quickly I can do it. Okay. Without involving other people or costing me a whole lot of extra money. For me, but it's about time. Okay. It's about how quickly I can do it. So, like for my videos, um, I don't want to spend time editing and shit like that. I'm not going to do all of that.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Um, so, a lot of times, so I batch create. Okay. I fly in a videographer, he comes in for the day. I sit down and shoot all my videos. I shoot 30 videos every three months. And that's my content for the next three months okay mm. i'm not editing i'm not doing stuff now it's not it's, it's not cost effective for everybody okay but i have a flat rate this guy comes in i pay for the hotel and everything and he does that but you can do batch content creation with your smartphone facts Right? And so what I always do is tell people, just make your stuff easy so that it doesn't have to be edited. I'm not doing a whole lot of edit. I pay somebody to do an intro and an outro on my little stuff, mm-hmm. drop those two pieces in. You can do that on YouTube, and that's it. So for, for me, simplicity. So let's talk about, but so with video, mm-hmm. um, a lot of time, that shit just be live streaming. I, I ain't doing nothing extra. But if it's on YouTube, there's a little more production on it.
1: Right.
0: Um, my favorite tool, to be honest with you, it's my Samsung Galaxy Note 10. That's okay. my so
1: you're you about to start some shit. You, you, I am. you right? Because th- th- there are your iPhone. You, I, I, own them both. Right? I own both an Android and an iPhone. I have to because of the type of content that I do. And you know, prior to this podcast, I, I would find myself in the in the jungles of Belize or in Australia somewhere shooting, and sometimes I couldn't take those expensive cameras because we walk on the side of cliffs, and that camera could fall. So. The long and short of it is um, things are becoming a lot more agile and very easy for people to use. Um, and so there's this huge debate between us as to whether, you know, Android is better than iPhone. iPhone is better than Android. And in my personal opinion, it's whatever you have that's next to you, that's closest to you to, to get the content captured. What are your thoughts about that? I see that you love obviously the, 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 the Android <laughs> she's shaking her head. <laughs>
0: Um, and so for me, quality, I come from a marketing advertising background. So the quality of the raw images without a whole lot of filters and stuff right. is the first thing for me. Um, a lot of people ask me, what camera do you use? This is my smartphone. This is the, the Note. Now, mind you, all Androids are not created equal. For sure. This is specifically the Samsung S series, like s nine, ten, and the Note 8, nine, ten. So the Galaxy, those are the ones i've tried other androids and while i like them for usage the cameras i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that the hardware or the cameras were superior it's specifically that android okay so that's the first thing um in terms of my computer i do have a macbook pro so um but then i have my tablet is also a samsung so you know i find what's the most effective for me all right well let me get down to what you asked let me circle back uh my phone because i can do the apps i can do so it's, it's just, I don't have to take my laptop everywhere. I can do everything I need from this device. And that all my YouTube videos, mm-hmm. 90% of them, especially the ones you're seeing in the last couple of months since COVID hit, mm-hmm. are shot from the smartphone. Okay, so that's the first thing. Next thing, let me tell you what I absolutely love for podcasters, for people that are thinking about podcasting. Anchor FM. Facts. I away from podcasting for years because it was get all this equipment, get the mic, microphone, set it up, and then put it out here and then edit it and add in all the little shit that you got to say the befores and the afters and the intros and the commercials. And then you got to put it up on, on Lipson because Lipson is going to distribute it. Right. And um, what? I'm not doing all, all that. that. I'm not fucking doing all that. <laughs>
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here doing shit that makes me real money. I could do a Facebook Live. I could do four Facebook Lives in that time frame. I'm not fucking doing that. Right. But once I discover Anchor FM, and again, I can do everything from the app in my phone. Okay. So I can use the desktop or I can do the phone. So Anchor FM, I think, is phenomenal. That's like my favorite, 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 favorite thing um, in terms of content creation. If you're going to want to get into podcasting um
1: i actually use that now we this the killer content podcast is actually streaming uh directly through that's our our hosting platform um in you know they they in my opinion they blew away lisbon um you know you know from from a time perspective just everything everything you said i i 100 agree with. right absolutely
0: um of course i love youtube and about some youtube things Uh, youtube is great for my seo and stuff like that um, and so here's two things that I like to use. I, of course, use the YouTube Studio, okay. which is the little backend for YouTube. It's an sure. app. Yep. And then um, vidIQ. Okay. I like that because it, it gives me all the the tags and stuff I need for okay. my search engine. Sure. So I absolutely love that. And of course, I'm going to tell you this, and you already know this I am absolutely addicted to Canva.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: like, and it's not just graphics because canva does video video now
1: I, yeah absolutely yep.
0: it does i can reshape the video you can prop it and edit it right in there and so canva is uh, epic for creating graphical for creating visual content whether it's video or graphic
1: i agree slideshows across the board everything um i just did an entire training with um with, with their slideshow and i didn't have to have it on my computer which is which is pretty cool so yeah i, I agree with you Was, are there any other tools that you that you absolutely love
0: um, So I don't do a whole lot of external stuff. Like I don't have a whole lot of microphones and stuff like that. I have light. Um, I do like, I do believe in good lighting. Um, A lot of my tools are production tools, like for actually working in the business. I don't do a whole lot with the content creation other than, you know, Canva is the absolute must have. I have the app
1: mm-hmm. and the
0: desktop. Um, And yeah, I just, I need to be able to do it on the move without a whole lot of stuff.
1: As we wrap this thing up, I, I kind of want to ask you two last questions, one of which is the future of content creation, right? Um, I, mm-hmm. I started the, the, the podcast off by saying that I believe that, you know, content creation has changed. I think the, um, in the sense where it used to be the wild, wild west, you could just throw things up on, online and you would just build this massive following. But mm-hmm. now, you know, things are being, um, things are being censored. Things are being, you know, the the, the, the algorithm is, is being pushed to. Like on Facebook, as an example, um, it seems like the, the algorithm is being pushed towards groups now, right? You're getting a lot more reach inside groups where TikTok is something that's fairly new and you can put a post up and and it just it just goes nuts um, and that type of thing. Um, the future. What, what are your thoughts about the kind of the, the future of content creation as it stands right now?
0: Um, I think that people have to be prepared to get to a certain point because what what happens is uh, you can do create a Facebook page with uh, the Facebook a fan page mm-hmm. um, with Facebook and you get up to about twenty thousand followers and they suppress the algorithm so people stop seeing your stuff really so, yeah okay. it automatically is like okay I'm not getting engagement so one of the things that you have to be prepared to pay. For for, for visibility, and and people get so frustrated, so aggravated. But before social media, you know, we had to pay for magazine ads. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Paid advertising is not new. It's the cost of doing business. Right. Okay. So get your life together, especially digital ads. They cheap as shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Five dollars.
1: Yeah, in comparison to what you know traditional ads, absolutely.
0: You know, so what are you paying for? And this is also why you build an email list. Okay. Build an email list so that you don't have to pay for it as much. But I think the first thing is be prepared to pay because all the platforms, I was on Pinterest the other day and I had to, and I paid to push a post Pinterest, Instagram, um, Twitter, and I think now LinkedIn is also coming on with ads.
1: Absolutely. Okay.
0: Yep. And so you really do have to set aside those dollars. So that's the first thing. I don't care how good your content is, at some point, you're going to have to pay for the push okay mm-hmm. um the next thing is just make sure that your content is very intentional okay okay it still has to lead back to something specific is it is it a sale is it to grow your audience is it to build your email list is it to build your credibility every piece of content that you have out there needs to have a specific intention
1: not just throwing mud up against the wall just to see what stays. no no wow no Jay, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show.
0: Thank you for having me. I I have
1: one last question for you, and that is (laughs) knowing what you know now, what would you have told Jay Stone 20 years ago when she was going through the brand coach to emotional nudity to now coming back into just finding her voice and, you know, just doing what she does best? What piece of advice would you tell her today?
0: So there's two pieces of advice. Number one, find a coach sooner. Um, the first time that I ever entered into a coaching relationship was 2015. So okay. I had been in business for 14 years at that point.
1: Oh wow. Okay. okay.
0: Um, and so coaching wasn't really a thing for business coaches. You for could sure. find life coaches. Right. But you couldn't really find business coaches when I started back in 2001, six, seven, eight. You couldn't really find them. Right. Um, and when you would find a consultant, the prices were so astronomical. For a small business that you just really you just had to figure it all the fuck out right and and nobody was giving you this information free nobody okay and so the first thing that i would say is that if i had to, i would have found a coach sooner okay okay it wasn't available then but in today's market that's what i would do find a coach. And here's the thing. When you find a coach, find one coach. Don't go over here and listen to this person and go over here and get this from that person. Go. You got to have that single guru focus, that one where this person kind of guides everything so that they can course correct, tweak, support. Because if you listen to this and then people do this to me all the time, well, such and such said this, but so and so said, okay, right. we'll go do the fucking program. Don't be wasting my time and your money. In that order, my time. Right. And your and right. And your, your coin, right. My time. <laughs> okay. I want to give you my time and your
1: time. Um, Amazing.
0: So, um, that and um, so I think that, that find a coach sooner. And I also think that learn to pivot. I, I, to had, pivot, a okay. of, I had a lot of inflexibility. Okay. And this is what I want to do. This is the because I have been in corporate America so long, and I had to do for what everybody told me to do. Right. I only wanted to do what I wanted to do, and and and, and, and success needed to look exactly like this. Right. So that level of rigidity stifled my growth.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had to want success more than I wanted to be right.
1: Oh, that's a T-shirt.
0: Okay. I had to want to win more than I wanted to be right. And that required me to shift. So uh, you guys know I'm the grandmother, the grandmother, the grandmother. But I did emotionally. Knew that I stepped away from it. I didn't want to do branding. I was done with branding. I want to do this. And what I found out is that people weren't paying for personal development. They mm. weren't paying to be authentic. Because they, they weren't ready to be authentic.
1: Authentic, right.
0: You know what I'm saying? And so they weren't ready to pay for that. And so when I went back to branding, I created this hybrid which is, okay, branding is what people want from me, is what they're willing to pay me for. Listen to your audience. What people are asking me for is what they're willing to pay me for is what they want from me, okay? But I can't do branding the same way I did it, which was to basically, you tell me what to do, I create the graphics, and then you go on about your way, and you don't wanna hear my strategy. So I quit doing graphics altogether, and all I offered was the strategy, because Mm. that was the most, that's what people were missing, okay? And so I offered only strategy, And then I did another twist on it, because authenticity was became a core value for me. Mm -hmm. I I decided I only want to build authentic brands.
1: So that helps you to kind of filter out the people that you were going to work with. You didn't want to build authentic brand
0: brand. My focus is building authentic brands for 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 business coaches. Got it.
1: Okay.
0: So authentic brands in the service based industry. That was it. But let me give you one more component that was another pivot. Okay. Right. Okay. And so once I became agile, my money grew much faster, Wait once a I became more agile. Okay. Okay. So here's the other thing. What I learned from my time with emotional nudity, Essence, BET, uh, TD Jake's show. I mean, I was every Huffington post. I was everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere. literally walking through times square and people recognized me. I was wow. everywhere and I was, I was broke. Okay. Okay. I was, I, was, I was one of the most recognized business influencers, black female influencers, um, in the digital space at that time. And I was struggling to pay my monthly bills. Okay? okay. So what became passionate for me when I started making the money and I started being able to afford uh, to invest in people being more authentic and giving them training and doing things and resources and things like that, it changed how I could serve, okay. it changed how I could serve. I started to understand that as much as I wanted to help them in humanity, but I had to be financially stable first.
1: So you can't be afraid of money.
0: Correct. So this is why my new focus is not only authentic brands, but bankable brands. Okay.
1: Okay. I
0: build bankable brands. So when people come to me saying, I just want to help people. So if you ain't trying to help your bank account, I'm not the right coach for you. Hmm. Because once you can do that, it gives you so much more freedom and flexibility to serve at a higher level. And for some reason, we feel like we can't get money and serve.
1: I agree. We can
0: get money and we can
1: and serve. serve.
0: You can serve at a higher level. We don't, and I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I know we're over our time, but I need to say this. It's okay. This, this analogy is going to blow your mind. Okay. For those people who didn't stay to the end, shame on you. Right. So we have two types of people. We have what I call the lights and the legacy people, okay? The lights people are just trying to keep the lights on. They're trying to pay for their bills, pay for their kids' school, make sure that they got a little vacation money. Right. You know, we're basically there, okay? Trying to get to the point where, and, and those people, right, are people generally who are earning under 250 Okay. 250 and under, you lights, okay? I'm okay. just trying, I'm going to tell you right now, you lights. Right. Because cost of living ain't going down. It's going up. Okay, Once you're over the 250 mark, okay, you become part of what we call the legacy crowd. That means you're putting away savings. You're putting away retirement. You're buying real estate. You're building a legacy. You're doing college funds. Okay. All right. So once you get in legacy mode, Mm -hmm. you have a little more room to focus on the, the calling. Okay. Okay. If you're under two hundred and fifty, your number, your top focus has to be your profit. Period. Right. Okay. Really, if you're under seven figures, but I'm gonna give you two hundred and fifty, you you don't have no flexibility for nothing else. So if your lights, if your lights are legacy, okay. If you're in lights, don't talk to me about just making people feel better. Right. Talk to me your pockets. Okay. If you're in legacy mode, then we can talk about how you can create a nonprofit, and your for-profit can support that nonprofit.
1: Right. You can serve. Correct.
0: Got it. Well, that's it for me. I'm sorry. I don't I went on a tangent, but I had a whole lot of stuff that's burning in my spirit.
1: Listen, I, I it's an honor and privilege to have you on the show. Um, I would not could not think of anybody else. I, I, I have to be honest with you. It took me a little while for me to even reach out um, as I thought you would have told me. No. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, all, you know, and then, not know because you wouldn't want to do the show, but I just figured you would be busy. Um, and so the long and short of it was I, I said, I'm going to shoot my shot. It's going to be what it's going to be. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad you said yes. And you know, yes. I, I know that, um, that the listeners now that are listening to this live, uh, on Facebook, um, across, across Facebook, and those are going to be able, listening to the replay when it actually gets published, actually on the podcast will be blessed because of it. We'd love to have you come back on the show again. Thank you so much again. Probably. So thank you guys for tuning in. As I always say, don't stress, be blessed. You're done. No picture man done. Say so. I'm gone. <laughs> Hey, guys, I want to thank you for listening in to this episode of the Killer Content Podcast. I want to personally invite you to come hang out with us inside of the Killer Content Facebook group. This is where you're going to get the show notes and a ton of other value. If you haven't done so already, make sure you come over and join us. Killer Content Podcast Facebook group. See you there.